Everyman Podcast. Daryl Campbell. Everyman. Everyman Podcast. You have to say it with a little bit more bass. Everyman. Come from the diaphragm. That's with an extra G if you don't know. So. I, I don't have that much extra bass in my voice, brother. Yeah, I'm, you uh, do. No, I need. I I lack the extra foot of height to uh, secure that. <laughs> How you doing, my brother? Man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Having fun sitting up here at the workplace, NFL Films, going nuts over the uh, NFL 100th year celebration gamut of projects coming through the uh, coming down the pipe. But uh, I'm with my brother, brother Jay. So having right. fun, man. The everyman always working, always shredding. That's always. The, that's the theme of the everyman. So uh, <clears throat> we've been having a nice little run here so far, a couple weeks in. We've uh, we've talked G.I. Joe. We've talked John Petrucci. Yep. We've talked a little bit of Mr. Big Chest, a.k.a. Antonio Brown. Yeah. And uh, today we're going to be talking about the 2019 NFL Draft Combine, which mm. uh, you just returned from. Am I right? Yes, I did. I did just return from that uh, two days ago, and uh, it was a pretty fun time. Uh, where are they still to run that at Lucas Oil, eh? Yeah, right at Lucas Oil Stadium. Um, they had uh, me and a couple of my uh, colleagues at the Omni uh, Hotel, which was literally, quite literally, right down the street. So oh, that's it was great. Good. That's good. Um, so the only what? thing... Go, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, what, uh, did, was there anything uh, nearby, or were you just in and out of the stadium? Well, I mean, if, if we talk about things nearby, it, I mean, there are a bunch of food places nearby, that's for sure. Love, the, love, the, love the food. Oh, my God. I ate, I ate lots of it. So there's this, there's this one place that's right across the street, right? Okay, it's called Burger Study. And <laughs> I, I literally believe that there's just like maybe 12 to 20 people you know, that works, you know, up restaurant at that place and just quite literally study, study. They study things about burgers. They have to because the way those burgers taste is ridiculous. Like my first three words after eating a burger called the prime degree. Yes, there is a burger called the prime degree. They my, my first three words were, oh, my God. And that's it. <laughs> Wow. Oh my God. That's all I could say because it was that good, man. It was that good. Um, where else? We got St. Elmo's. We have, oh Jesus, that place been around since like 1902, you know, the early 1900s. Um, and then, and all they do is just serve dead animals. And you know me, you know me, yeah, Jay. Yeah, you need I the protein. Dead, I love dead animals. So. You're up there throwing up <laughs> 700 pounds, you know, and you need, you need the protein. I love dead animals. Um, they have another place called Nada, which is a plethora of decadent Mexican dishes for you. Oh, Mexican, um, that's my favorite. Oh, bro, they have a pulled pork, pulled pork taco. Pulled pork. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine the robust taste just exploding in your face after you take a bite? It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Like my face almost melted off. I had to had a cup underneath me so I can pour it back on and uh, get for it. But it it almost melted off. And then you also have um, what was the last place? Oh, dude, there's this place called Napoli's, right? And it's an Italian restaurant. Everything's fresh. and I had sausage, mushrooms, mozzarella, just, oh, the topics were amazing. Just. So you're over t- there crushing sausage sandwiches and then oh. you're watching super athletes run the 40 who haven't, oh God, haven't yeah. had a car in six months. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Ripped out of their minds, you know, oh with God. baby faces. All of them running around looking like, 
you know, newborns in the face, but their bodies are, you know, um, cavemen. <laughs> God bless America. <laughs> yep. Yep. Amazing. That's amazing. So, uh, so you ate well. That's good. Mm-hmm. Did you uh, see any buddies there? Any uh, catch up with anybody? Any yeah, former players? Yeah, I, mean, I caught up with a couple guys. So, um, Coach uh, Carl Dunbar, who's a defensive line coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers, was my defensive line coach um, back in 2004, 2005 with the Chicago Bears. Um, unbelievable man. Love him to death. Uh, we caught up. It was, it was so funny because, like, I saw him on the field. And I, I ran up to embrace him, and we hugged. And he's like, "Oh my God, big dog! Can't wait to see it." I'm like, "Yeah, man, coach, I love you, man. I'm really just proud of you. Keep, you know, you're out here coaching and doing your thing, and just giving back to the youths of the world." And I'm just like, "Yeah, this is awesome." And then um, he goes, "Man, how come you haven't?" <laughs> he goes, "Man, how come you haven't like you know come over to give me a hug and stuff these last couple of years? I've been coming to the combine." I was like, "But coach, I did." <laughs> he goes. You have? I was like, man, we do the same thing every year. Every time I see you, we hug, we embrace, <laughs> we just talk. With. He said, man, I must got CTE. <laughs> so, so oh, I man. said, hell no. Don't you put that out there in the, in the universe. You ain't got no CTE, coach. You know, so that oh, was cool. Goodness. That's um, great. Joel Thomas with the, with the yeah, Joel Thomas, my, my dog with um, New Orleans Saints, the running back coach. Caught up with him. Uh, Leon Lett, another defensive line coach uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. He's super fucking huge and a legend in and of, in a, in and of his own right. Um, man, it's just, it, it was just good to get back, you know. Yeah. yeah. Being on the, getting on the field a little bit. Oh, yeah, action. man. That's good. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so you, had a, you had a primetime seat for primetime, I'm, I'm assuming, right? Oh, he was right by me. Quite, quite literally right next to me. At least five what or ten yards away, what's man. He up, what's he up to these days? Well, you know what? Primetime has always got to be dressed appropriately. So he came yeah. in donning the drafty, the, you know, our potential draft draftees uh, uh, um, sweatsuit, mm-hmm. you know, with his, with his own emblems on the front and the back. It was, it yep. was prime quite time. entertaining. That's, that's just what he does. You know, he would like your velour outfit. <laughs> he probably would. You know, just how, how the water beads off and no matter yep. uh, <laughs> what, <laughs> what weather is going on out there. So. But now nah, he was, you know, he's in prime time form, man. Just, just loving on the kids, talking about forties, talking about who was running slow, who was running yeah. fast, and who shouldn't be there. So, yeah, is he, is he talk a little shit on the, oh, on the yeah. field with the guys? Here's the thing: you got somebody that good at when, when they were in their prime, and you got prime out there. I mean, it's you know, for him to see a four three, for him to see a four six, it's nothing, you know. So when you got guys that come, so oh, I'm gonna run this and that. He just, I mean, he just. Giving them all types of shit, man. It's crazy. He's like, well, I'm going to tell you what you're going to run. You're going to run like a 4-5-8. And then they go out there saying, I'm going to run 4-4-3, and then they run a 4-5-8. See, I told that young man, you're going to run a 4-5-8. I mean, you should have listened to Prime. So Always listen to Prime Time. Yeah, man. That's great. Yep. Or uh, what would you think about Rich Eisen's run this year? He hit a six flat. That's pretty good. And he did three attempts. Well, hold on. Did, did, did he, like, improve his time from last year? Wasn't so it? I, I looked it up, actually. I'm glad you asked. Um, yeah. he, he didn't. He did not. Uh, his yeah. best time is a 5'9". Is a, is a really? I think that was in 2015, yeah. That's so so this was actually a slight, a slight uh, step back. But his best run was his third try, which was the 6'5". Six, six I think his first one was a 6'7'0", then a 6'7", ah. and then a 6'6'' six, six flat. So to improve seven tenths of a second, that's pretty phenomenal because Prime was talking about how no matter what, your second or third attempts at a 40 will be slower than your first because that's where you expend all your gas. So 
for Rich Eisen to actually improve as he, you know, ran his 40 is, is maybe he's he on the gas. Maybe he's he on might, the gas. He maybe he's on something. <laughs> yeah, I would know. So I don't know. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, I always enjoyed that. And I and I saw I, I loved the the video they put together of him uh like running with, with like the the fastest guy with like a seven yard head start. And oh then, yeah. Like all the way to the slowest guy with like an even head start. He didn't beat anybody, but there was one young man that they put on blast. I'm not gonna not gonna throw out any names, yeah. but there was a man from high school that uh, he did beat. Was the only person he beat. Um, oh, so uh, props to that uh, to uh, <laughs> Mr. Rich Eisen, and he also raised a lot of money for uh, for his uh, charity there, which is which is very cool. So uh, yep. So I noticed uh, there was a little. Uh, some new technology with this hat cam. You, you want to walk me through that? Was there? Did you have any involvement in that? Yeah. So it, it was funny. Like we've never had POV cams at the NFL draft, at least not for like film or for like coverage or anything like that. And this was the first year of it. And so there was this company by the, by the name of Sports Cam Pro. There's a guy by the name of Chris Stramakia who um, who runs the, runs the business. And you know they kind of let him be in the side with with the draft this year around. And um, it was pretty neat because. And this is actually the first time I've ever been to, been at the um, the combine, and actually, outside of my regular obligations, which are to help to direct the network broadcast cameras, to actually film. So, like, I got the hat cam on my head and directing cameras at the same time. So it's kind of oh. kind of crazy. Um, but so you actually wore the head cam. Oh, I wore the head cam, man. So is it safe to say that the Everyman universe can get a little taste of uh, Daryl Campbell's vision? out there <laughs> yes they can if you if you tuned into the combine on sunday you saw some uh pov footage nine times out of ten i'm gonna say that was on my head man it was on my head there you go look it up on youtube folks yep <laughs> that's great <clears throat> um so let's get into the combine a little bit so for for anybody listening that's that has no idea what the nfl combine is w- walk us through what that is a little bit so the NFL Combine, in a nutshell, is just a way for scouts, for, for, for organizations, NFL organizations, all the 32 ven- vendors that represent the league, to get their first look at athletes, draft hopefuls coming out. Physically, they get a, get a, get a taste of them mentally with, the, um, uh, uh, with some of the interviews that happened before the, before the Combine in the convention center. Um, and then they get a chance to see some of their field workouts which uh, gives them a, a next level of, I should say, evaluation to see how you move, see what your spatial awareness is, how, how, you know, how your body reacts for your QB. Are you, is it is an effortless throw? Are you out there playing catch or are you struggling? Are you laboring? Because sometimes you can't see those things, and especially mechanically, you know, on tape when you play. So it's an opportunity for the front office to really just get a uninterrupted front row ticket to seeing these prospects in person. Yeah, well, we got that, and then you got the whole added pressure because, I mean, the lights are on now. I mean, lights are on in college, but these lights could get you potential millions of dollars. So, right. you know, it's it's a, it's a different um, environment altogether. And the stakes are high, like you said, because, the you know, two-tenths of a second on the 40 could be the difference between, you know, first round and undrafted for some of these positions. Correct. Um, uh, so let's let's uh, jump into some of the players that were the standouts that uh, that we both kind of thought were were there. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> DK Metcalf, wide receiver out of Old Miss, he was the talk of the town uh, on social media before he even stepped on the field, just because of that picture he put out looking like a goddamn brick shit house. <laughs> Jesus, 
ridiculous, man. Yeah, I mean, everybody yeah. knows if, if the Everyman Universe. They know that uh, that we we like to review the physique and and compliment the hard work. Yep. And that man, that is a man, first of all, and he is mm-hmm. working six foot three, two hundred twenty eight pounds. Yep, a, a legit one point nine percent body fat. They they 1. measured 9. it. Multiple times, one point nine percent body fat, and yeah. he ran four three three forty yard dash. Yeah, yep, and he followed it with a four three eight, which is so, well, you know, only a few Just, more hundredths. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, hard. To, it's it's hard to explain how. I mean, how massive this guy is compared to yeah, the rest of the, the players. So my question is, as a you know, as a as a fan, what was that like on the field? Oh my god, it was. Um, I so. I saw both of his attempts, right? And the one thing I noticed, and I was uh, telling, you know, my other, I was telling my colleague Pat Pat Harris, who's who also uh, on field directed alongside me, uh, that when he was running the forty, the actual turf, the lane, the lane of turf that he was running on, bowed up every time he took a step. It was like it was like you remember like Looney Tunes, like yeah. They, uh, they, they, like, they, they do like do that. Yeah, they, they, they do that fast. They like, run really fast. Yeah. Like the road, the road like runner, like me, me, and then like the freaking. The, yep. Yeah, it would just roll up. That's what the turf was doing when he ran, man. And then let's just couple that with, like his arms are like thirty-five inches long, which is like longer than mine. Like when he ran, his elbows past his knees. It was, it was, it was disgusting. Like yeah. it just, it was like Forrest. If you, if you turned. Forrest Gump into like the Terminator and made him like six four and just gave him one point nine percent body fat and unfabricated abs. I know that's not a word, but like if you did that, you, you would you would get a pretty good indication of what you know DK Metcalf did. It was, it was yeah. Nuts, just just for perspective, I mean you know Dwayne Johnson's about six five, mm-hmm. two hundred and sixty five pounds. So this is a guy that's nearly the size of the Rock. That's one point nine percent body fat. That's running at a unbelievable speed that's somehow a yeah. wide receiver and, and and now there was there was some controversy because his three cone drill time was a 7.3 and a lot of people made a big deal about that because tom brady did it in 7.2 back in the day do you think that's a legitimate concern or do you think no. he just was like Dude, i don't care man let me tell you let me tell you how this thing goes these kids come in right and they they run their 40s they run both of them so they run the first one they blow their load they're on the second one. They blow their load again, right? There's two load loads, right? And then, that's a lot of loads. <laughs> that's a lot of loads being blown. And then they come, then and then they do uh, 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 position specific and skill specific drills on a field multiple times in a row. And then you know what they do after that? They broad jump, they vertical, and then they go over to do three cone and a short shuttle. So right, he did. He did a there, forty inch. He had a forty inch vertical, and dude. he said that. He said that I wish I know I could have done a forty-two. So he's done all that shit, yeah. and then you go out and do a three-cone drill. Yeah, man. Yeah, crazy. That's, see, that's the the kind of insight that you're only going to get here because when you're watching NFL Network or you're watching ESPN, they're not telling you that he ran thirty-five drills and had to wait all that time in between, and he's not getting you know his he's hungry and all that stuff. So I mean, I, I think I think he's. Uh, I think he's going to be fine. Not to mention the fact that he's got the NFL pedigree. You know, he's a second generation NFL player. His father, Terrence yeah. Metcalf, who was a 350 pound guard in the right. NFL for seven seasons. I'm so glad you said that. by the Bears in 2002. Yep. So, let's, so let's talk about his dad. Let's, let's talk about his dad, right? So 
Terrence Metcalf, or as I like to affectionately call him, T-Met, um, because when he puts his hands on you, it's get met productions. Like your chest is going to go through your backside, probably with your spine attached. And that's not a good thing if, you, if you're hearing it from me. Um, the guy was massive. Just, I mean, there's no other word to describe him except massive. His head, let me put you like this. You put on a helmet, right? And some people, when they put on a helmet, you know, you got a little bit of neck room. You can move that thing around, right? Once Terrence, once T-Met's head, helmet went on, like it was just one direction. Like it was like robot. He has to turn shoulders with, with the head and the upper body so he can go and destroy people because his head is that big. Like he has, <laughs> like his head, his helmet touches his shoulder pads. That's how big his head is. And he, his he's head, built like a turret. Dude, it's ridiculous, man. Like, and, and how do you how how do you have that that information? Oh, because I played against him. He was in Chicago when I was there. Like, so I got I got I got T met every day in practice. You know what I'm saying? So, dude, it's crazy. So yeah, now, and, and now, now let me ask you. Son, yeah, man. So so with a guy that's got that kind of knowledge and that kind of hand skill and that kind of power, oh how hard do you think that his son at that size and speed with that pedigree and that knowledge how hard do you think he's going to go in the pros dude i mean it's so hard man like off the chain hard like the chain like it's it was on the chain nass off the chain that's how hard he's gonna go um and here's the thing when you got a guy that size and another i gotta, gotta tell you one more one more deal here too the drills that he ran out routes uh post corner uh, ends, slants, everything he did, he looked fleet-footed. Like I'm telling you, like just skipping across the ground, you know, like a like a like 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 a ghost running four three, just, just it's a, like a phantom. It's a natural. It's just just natural, man. No laboring, no wasted motion, movement. Like all body mechanics and swing swing gate motions were intact. It was it was nuts. So if you can. Imagine, and yeah, yeah, I think too, like he's been training with, I don't, whatever agency he's been training with, you know, since he, you know, left college and, and now he's in the prime shape of his life. That's all going to be transferred into the NFL, into the NFL game, man. Like, I, I can't wait to see it. Well, and in my in my review of him, you know, one of the things I was most impressed with was just him as a dude, you know. So so he went to college. I don't know if you know this. He actually was at college at uh, Ole Miss with his mom at the same time. She was studying mm -hmm. criminal pathology. OK, dude, and, that's awesome. And, and yep. And he was a hospitality management major. And, and his plan, OK, is he wants to open up a restaurant called and I quote cheesy goodness because everyone loves cheese. And the motto is going to be where cheese is king. Oh, I love it. I Let me love just it. tell you, I'm 100% in with DK Metcalf as a human, 100% <laughs> in with him as a prospect. Yeah. And I think, you know, you heard it here first, DK Metcalf, I think he's going to be a safe bet. I tell you what, he should, he should, he should uh, nickname himself Cheesy Goodness because he's out there just bleeding all over the track, man. I'm telling you, it's great. <laughs> Unbelievable. Good stuff to see, man. Unbelievable. So uh, next up, defensive back Zedrick Woods from Mississippi ran a four two nine forty on laser. Uh, so real quick, before we even get into anything else, what what does that mean on laser? Let me let. Me, what does that mean on land? <laughs> like, <laughs> what does that mean on land? I'm not even talking about the laser. So if laser is two tenths of a second slower, because it takes 
two tenths of a second for you as a human to blink and realize if you have just a regular stopwatch, oh, I got to stop this so I can see what he ran. So when he ran that 40 and I, I got my headset on and here's the thing, he ran it so fast. I was like, what the hell? What, what just happened? He ran it so fast. I almost thought like maybe he didn't run through all the way, but like it was just he did. And everybody in the stands, all in unison, coaches, scouts, GMs, whatever. Oh, like looking at this, their stuff, like, oh, my God, like, that's crazy. You know why? Because they got the two tenths of a second that you that you don't get at home. So for them, he just ran like four seconds flat or <laughs> like four one. And they're just like, this can't be right. But I've been using this this stop this stopwatch since I was a baby. Like I don't understand. And like he ran a four two nine laser beams attached to their heads, people. Laser beams. Like that's incredible. That's, that's insane, man. So that's he, insane. So he. Uh, do you think? Do you think he's the real deal? Like, is that is that was that a fluke? Do you think that's? I mean, was that real speed? No, that's real speed, man. That's real speed. Whenever my my retinas have to move that fast, and I, I like my ret the the vision of what I'm seeing is hitting my brain and saying, "Is this real? Is this really happening?" And it really did happen because you ran a four two knot. Like, yeah, man, that's legit speed. And when you get everybody in the stands at Lucas Oil Stadium, kind of looking at each other like, "What just happened? What happened? Did he just?" And Prime is up there like, "Yeah, he fast, man. Like, yeah." Wow. Well, keeping it on defense, uh, defensive line, Derek uh, Dexter Lawrence from Clemson, mm-hmm. a 350-pound big boy in the middle. He yeah. ran a five-flat 40, yep. tweaked his quad, didn't finish the remainder of the drills. Uh, do you think he's going to be ready for his pro day? Is he going to be ready for the draft? What's your, what's your thoughts on him? So I'm, so I'm going to tell you how this, how this whole thing happened, right? So I'm out there. I see this large human being, this, this large, massive individual. Brother Jay, you know me. I'm I'm about six four. I'm, about, I'm I'm over three hundred pounds. I'm sizable. Like I mean, it, I'm noticeable. Like if I go down the street, you can be like, "Hey man, that's yeah. a big ass dude right there." This, I can agree. Yeah. This young man who had the face of of a baby and the body <laughs> of uh, uh of just two Brock Lesnar's. Oh, two Brock Lesnar's. Uh, just like he could DDT you on site. Um, he was just a large individual. They have him listed at six foot four and 342 pounds, 342 pounds in the combine, like little write-up deal, right? He is legitimately three to four inches taller than I am in person, in person. And he has to be, has to be over 350 pounds. Now, when I watched him run, he runs like a deer at that weight. I was and amazed at how like light-footed a deer. He's powerful, and you could tell he's moving the ground. But like he, he looked light on his feet. I, oh, I did yeah. pick that up. Oh I, yeah, I was, I was impressed. So you don't think there's any issue with that? With that? No. Uh, I, here's here's the thing. Just like just like any young man in that environment with that much pressure, and you train as hard as you do to run the best times you can and finish all the drills. Right? He came over to the side after all the cameras and stuff got off of him. I took my headset off. I said, "Hey, listen." You don't have to do anything for the rest of the day. I know you pulled your quad. I know you tweaked it a little bit, but you're gonna be cool, man. You're gonna be all right. You don't. You don't need to do anything else. You know. Don't. Don't shed a tear about this. Get healed up. Go to your pro day. Knock that out. You're gonna be good. So, yeah, he's he's all right. <laughs> he he just made money. He just made so, money. 
so you you you're hearing it here, guys. The Everyman Podcast making money for these defensive draft prospects. GMs, I hope you're listening. <laughs> so we we got it here. So uh, flipping on the other side of the ball, um, one of the guys I'm most excited about after my my review of the combine prospects is uh, quarterback Drew Locke out of Missouri. Mm-hmm. Six foot four. Okay, he's he's prototypical size. He's got that Jay Cutler swag. Like, oh, yeah, I just bro. watching him. He was swaggy. Like he didn't even he didn't care. I I felt like he didn't care that where he was. Did the cameras didn't bother him? He was just oh yeah throwing darts all over the field. Ran a four seven zero forty deceptively fast. When I was watching his tape at Missouri, the dude was just lighting everybody up all over the field. He can he can run it from fifty yards out and score a touchdown. He could throw it fifty yards through the air and score a touchdown. The guy's got I, I, not very many holes in his game. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was he like on field? in person uh did you get the same kind of vibe that i'm getting on him i got the same kind of i'm glad you said it kind of looked like he didn't and this isn't a bad thing like to to look like he kind of like didn't care like he didn't have a caring word like he just went out there he just he he just exuded confidence i would say the, the one of the biggest things about about the kid was the fact like you said he was swaggy he exuded confidence in all of his throws you know what i mean um and and if i'm talking about just like his skill set in general um, consistent, and that's what I love to see, especially out of out of young quarterbacks. You get in there, you're consistent. You got you have uh, consistent consistent velocity on the ball. Um, if it's if you're out there, and it looks like you're playing catch, but you're zipping that thing around, that's what you want. That's what you want to exude to all the GMs and the QB coaches and the scouts that that come there to um, to watch you in person. And and that's what he did. Yeah, I would love to see him on the Steelers. I'll just put that out there for karma's <laughs> sake. So, uh, so a guy I know you told me you really liked uh, offline here was uh, Daniel Jones from Duke. What did you think about him? So, for again, and 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 I try to I try to keep it really simple so people can understand and not really get into all the um, uh, the, the 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 minutia with respect to skill set and and how and 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 higher level grading when it comes to these guys. Daniel Jones, again, very consistent at QB when he was throwing his routes. Uh, any route, all up and down the route tree, he can do it. Outs, post corners, uh, uh, crosses, slants, the deep ball, um, great accuracy, uh, great touch. And, you know, that's exactly what it is that you, that you come to watch when you, when you come to, to the combine as a scout. Um, and um, you know what? A, a mature kid. You know, there were a couple – a, a, a kid that can bounce back. There were a couple throws he had in there that weren't so great. You know what I mean? He didn't. He didn't turn into a head case. You know, he didn't get down and in on himself. He got right back up, three step, five step, seven step, and was just humming it, man. Uh, and you, and you love to see that too. And and, and I really, I, I could really respect. He's got some serious athleticism. That's very because he's so big. It's kind of hard to tell. I mean, he had a thirty-three and a half inch vertical, one hundred twenty inch broad jump. Uh, he could throw the deep ball, mm-hmm. and like you said, he's got he's got that ability to bounce back. So I'm really looking forward to seeing seeing where he ends up. Yep. Uh, that brings us to Dwayne Haskins out of Ohio State. Uh, didn't run the best forty, but uh, that's not what he's there to do. Yeah, uh, he's he's a guy that's gonna hang back in the pocket and just yep. pick you apart. Um, he looked like he was ready to go. Yeah, he was uh, tremendous upside with this kid. I think um, just in terms of what he brings to. At the table as a as a QB, um, he's got the size, he has the arm, he's consistent. Um, 
his 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 upper body mechanics. He's not a he's not a he's not a U thrower. He's a C thrower. Um, and he can he can zing it, man. You know. Now you now can, real quick, I'm gonna I wanna interrupt you there. Sorry. What does that mean, C thrower and a U thrower? So like if if you're if you're if if you're a, a if you're if you're a U thrower, that means when you when you deliver the ball, the bottom portion of your palm is kind of on the base of the ball as you turn it. So it looks like a U when you deliver the ball. If you're a C thrower, then your hand is over top of the laces, and when you come through and you follow through with your motion, you torque and you get some more zing on that bottle. So oh, you get, an, get some zing up. Who's an example of a successful U thrower? Oh, I'm trying to think. Successful U thrower. I don't want to pull. Out, I don't want to put. I don't put any names out there. But just understand, you know, just understand that if those those are those are the type of throwers that you want. That's that's that was my point. So yep. so Dwayne Haskins really has. He's got everything you're looking for mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in a leader and a quarterback on the field. Uh, so I think he's going to be a pretty pretty safe bet. Uh, Tyree Jackson out of Buffalo. Four five nine forty thirty four inch vertical six foot seven two hundred and forty nine pounds yeah goddamn brick wall as well uh, he was a little bit of a social media darling because uh, Steve Smith Mr Iceman himself was out there barking at him for uh, throwing the ball too hard costing people money uh, do you think that was overblown was he really throwing that hard no no he was out there he was throwing that ball he was zipping it you know but he got a, he, he's a young kid you know what i'm saying and and at the nfl in the nfl he's going to be a project because you know he really that i mean he really hasn't i should say shown all of the tangibles that the that teams want to see um, and you know for him he smiled. The one thing I would say is he's got a great personality because he smiled through all of it. Even when you know Steve Smith was up chopping him, chopping him down, and just kind of telling him, "Hey, man, you know, take a little zip off that thing so cats, so guys can catch it, show a little touch." That's what people want to, you know, come here and see. You know, uh, he smiled through it all. He took it. He took it like a champ. You know, but I, I believe that at the next level, he's going to be a project. He's not going to be. He's not going to. Yeah, athletically, hey, he's gifted. We know this, but you know. As as far as delivering that ball, being consistent in his throws, being accurate with his throws, that wasn't there. That wasn't there when I saw it. You know what I mean? If if anything, it seemed like he was trying too hard, trying to put too much on the ball. And again, you know, when you're throwing a post quarter, you gotta meet you gotta meet a wide receiver at a spot. You can't just laser that thing over because you got athletes out here, man. You know. Athletes. And, and everybody's trying to to have their moment to show that they're ready to take the job. Yeah. So last but not least. Mr. Controversy, Mr. Two Sport, Kyler Murray, Oklahoma. <laughs> it was a big deal when he stepped on the scale. It was a big deal when they measured his height. Yeah. It was a big deal that he didn't didn't do anything. Yeah. What's your what's your deal on uh, Kyler right. Murray? What are your thoughts? Let's All let's right. lay it out. So let me let me let me try to equate this. If anybody knows or has any technical background on Avid Rex when it comes to um Non-linear editing software, hardware, how, how, how you know, just a, a accompaniment, right? We're going deep here, folks. We're, we're, we're going deep. I'm, I'm going to try to put this, in, and then I'm going to sum it up real simple for you. So if you know what those old school Avid Racks look like, they're huge. They're ginormous. It's just, it's unbelievable. Like, you're just like, oh my God, there's so much stuff in here. You got DVCs up here. You can digitize. It's great, right? It's huge, right? Um, he is probably... I should let me say this. He's nothing like that giant wreck. He is like the small bag that fits in the overhead compartment on a plane. And I feel 
that if he gets hit by anything in the National Football League, he will break, like, just in half. Like, Dolph Lundgren, if he dies, he dies. <laughs> like, that's that's what's going to happen. And I know we don't like to use that word, die, or anything. Like, I'm not wishing that. I'm not putting that out there. But all of I'm course, saying is this. Of course not. Like, you know, treasure trolls. That's 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 what I would – he's like, you know – I think it's a fair – I think yeah. it's a fair question to to wonder if a guy like that can can hold up to the the NFL schedule and the NFL beating. And when we're talking about guys that are three hundred and fifty pounds that run a five flat forty that are coming at you on the other side, um, that's concerning. And uh, I know he he had a great season. Uh, he he lights it up. But you know, <clears throat> one of the things I know that uh, that's really considered is how the players are yeah. interact. And I watched all his press conferences at the the combine, and he kind of strikes me as a dude that has a bit of a bit of an attitude, uh, and he's he seems kind of um, I can't quite put my finger on it, but I don't know I don't know how he's gonna do, um, but he looks like he's got the skills to do it. But when you combine the the, the size thing, um, I'm sure some team is gonna take a you know take a flyer on him early. Uh, where do you where do you see his him landing? Do you think he's on the RG three end of the spectrum? Do you think he's, you know, on the Baker nah, Mayfield? Spectrum? You know, I, I I don't think he's on the RG three end of the spec in the spectrum, and this is why because I don't want people to confuse um, the mania that surrounds you know some of the young guys that come out with with things that are meaningful. And and this is what I mean by this. So, to me, it means a lot more if you, as one of the highly touted or toted prospects, come out and quell all the concerns that people might have about your game, about your physicality, about your skill set, about all the things that that will will be challenged at the next level by being in that environment, being in that moment, and delivering as planned. In your mind, if you come there and you're that level of a quarterback, like the mania surrounding you is is huge, but there's nothing meaningful because you have not shown anything. So what a GM, what a scout does is they evaluate the people that want to be there. I believe um, – um, Tom Conlon said, "Hey, we want." I forget what he said about the whole Le'Vi- Le'Veon Bell thing. We want. He said, "We uh, want volunteers, not hostages." That's it. That's it. So that's the deal. You, like you can't you can't be held held by the mania and just like you know, look, you got to come and deliver. You got to come and act this plan. You got to come and show everybody, hey, look, this is like I, I I am as advertised. You know what I'm saying? I am as advertised. When you don't show, then you know what people don't know. And you don't want that hovering over your head going all the way to your freaking pro day. You know what I'm saying? You just don't want it. And to be that small, to be that fragile looking, like, that's, that's a concern, man. Like, I saw him and I didn't want to shake his hand because I was like, I might hurt him. That would be a problem. And I didn't. I gave, him a pat, I gave him a soft love tap on the back. Hey, what's up, bro? But he is a little, little dude. A well, little dude. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, I'm roughly the same uh, height. As him and and just my size compared to you, I can't imagine playing against you. Like that yeah. blows my mind. When I, that's what I was thinking about when I was watching him. Think that uh, him not working out at the combine is going to affect him at all? His draft status at all? 
Um, I think it'll I think it'll affect them in terms of people. How can I put it? When you don't work out at the combine, there's kind of like a a stain on you when it comes to the evaluation process. And even if even if at his pro, pro day he shows all the throws, he does all the the little things he's supposed to do. People always run like wonder why, you know. Why didn't he just go out there, you know? Because here's the thing. When you go to your workout, it's comfortable. When you're at the combine, you have to throw to the best receivers from all over. And that's what you have to get used to when you go to the next level. You're not going to have the same wideouts that you had at school to throw to when you, when you go to the NFL. You're going to have Julio Jones, you know what I mean? Uh, 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 you're you're going to have, you know, top level, top tier grown men, you know, that, that know the steps in the route tree, like the back of their hand, you know what I mean? And it's all about timing. It's all about anticipation and it's all the 1% of the 1%, you know? So yeah, I think, I think he'll be okay, but I still think that a lot of the scouts are going to wonder and have that kind of iffy nature about him just because he didn't show up when he could have. Yeah, I think, and I think ultimately the the whole deal with him and the baseball is is really to use as a bargaining chip, you know, either this year or down the line. Yeah, because uh, he he pretty pretty clearly seems to be a savvy businessman. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> what do you think that the NFL Combine means to a college prospect, and uh, how that relates to what what the front office views it as? Well, I think uh, for college prospects, uh, especially those that aren't top tier. If they get invited, I, I believe that the combine means um, an opportunity, you know, an opportunity to showcase your skills and show if you if you are you know, highly, highly toted uh, that you're supposed to be there. And if you aren't that you're supposed to be there, you know what I mean? So um, it's an opportunity for people to put their skills on display and let, you know, every organization, all 32 vendors know, like, listen, I'm here. I have the requisite skills to be an asset to your organization. And let the numbers and the tape, you know, be the proof all that you need. So it's, it's really, you know, I mean, when we think about the everyman context, you know, it's it's where guys who are nobodies can all of a sudden become the talk of the sports media world, and uh, guys that maybe are the talk of the town can take a hit, maybe like Kyler Murray. Yeah. Um, how how important do you think the drills are, like on field versus the time that they spend in front of the GMs and the scouts, the wonderlick test, breaking down? So do you for the interviews, all that stuff? I think I think the wonderlick tests, the interviews, breaking down store, you know, things on the on the XOs on the whiteboard. I think that all kind of speaks to the mental aspect of the game, the psychology of the game. They kind of want to get a baseline for how you handle yourself when you're not on the field, right? Uh, they want to get a baseline as to what what your knowledge base is as it you know pertains to football. Uh, and and I'll give you an example of that. You know there are a bunch of kids that have just raw talent that are great defensive linemen or great wide receivers or you know great running backs, but they may not know anything about the game. They may not know anything about formations as a quarterback. They may not know the difference between pre snap and post po- po- post snap um, um, recognition. You know what I mean? And how that um, plays a part before you even launch a ball. You know what I mean? Um, so 
for 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 scouts and for GMs and for coaches, it's always good to get that mental aspect in the classroom, on the chalkboard, um, and tether it to the on the field uh, aspects, which the spatial the spatial awareness, uh, the movement, they get to see you with their own eyes, not just watch tape. They're down there on the field. They're evaluating everything that you do, how you interact with the with the guys that are there. Do you cheer when dudes do good, or are you one guy, or, or you're a guy that's kind of reserved, or you're a guy that's like you know hopeful that, that that guy misses the pass? You know what I mean? Because all these little things add up to to dollars, and they're there to evaluate it as best they possibly can. So um, the field drills is the physical. The off the field stuff is more mental and psych and psychological, and it it all pairs up to um, you know in dollars. You know when 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 draft time comes around, I'm willing to bet that they've even got people in the hotels keeping an eye on these guys undercover, talking to the staff who's given who's ordering too much French toast, who's being an asshole to the to the waiters, you know the bartenders, all that stuff. Like I tell you what, I I. I I can't say they do or they don't, but I, I do know, having played, that if you have an organization that takes, you know, thousands of dollars from you by being overweight by a few pounds, I'm pretty sure they got somebody, you know, checking a little bit, going around, asking some questions, you know, when you don't think they're looking. So, yeah. Did you hear any talk of any of the wild questions? Because that's always a big deal is like who asked this about some so-and-so's mother or, you know, if uh, if they have both their testicles, you know, all <laughs> sorts of crazy shit. Did you hear anything like that? You know what? It's, it's, it's this year in particular. I really didn't. I didn't hear anything that was kind of funky. And I was and I always go to the combine, you know, you know looking for that stuff like you know who said you know somebody is a unicorn or something like i just says and then like, well, i'm a unicorn like yeah it's just it's crazy i hear that you wash yourself with you know uh sandpaper is that true like i'm like what no I, I'm, I'm reading it right here from your high school bio like it's just yeah it's just weird but um no i haven't heard any uh any any crazy questions no bigfoot sightings and and stuff like that, but um, yeah, I, I was I went to the combine looking for that stuff. So, why do you think they ask that kind of stuff? Well, like I said, I think it's I think it's all psychological. I think it's all it's kind of like you know, hey, uh, it's it's a way to get you to look left left when you need to be focusing right. You know what I mean? And and they want to, like I said, get that baseline of how you tackle situations. Are you straightforward? Are you direct? You know, is is it something that's comical to you as a joke? You know what I mean? Or do you get, you know, uh, upset, violent? You know what I mean? It's there's there's some psychological, um, you know, aspects to those questions that uh, that are triggers that they need to, you know, be on the lookout for. Because, hey, if 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 you can't take a joke and, and, and you want to go Hulk smashing everybody, I'm pretty sure they're not going to pick you up. So, yeah. Especially if they're going to give you $20 million a year at some point. Oh, come on. Yeah, for real. That's, uh, that's, that's incredible. So, so wrapping up here, looking forward to the NFL draft uh, at the end of April. Top five teams, uh, top five picks. Number one, Arizona Cardinals. Two, the 49ers. Mm -hmm. Three, New York Jets. Four, the Oakland Raiders. And five, Tampa Bay. Uh, do you think that any of these guys we talked about go in the top five? I believe a couple of them might. I believe a couple of them might. Um, you know, it's it's so hard to tell because they not everybody has you know gotten to their their pro days yet, and then there's subsequent evaluations after that. So it just it just depends on how the uh, uh, the bread rises and falls with their uh, the draft status. So 
Yeah, it's always it's always a uh, exciting time this this time of year with football, with getting ready for the draft, and uh, mm-hmm. you know this is not the last time we're going to be talking football. We're going to be uh, breaking down the NFL draft as it gets much closer, and uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, coming up next week, we've got professional wrestler Nick Cutler. Uh, really looking forward to getting that out in the air. Awesome. Uh, so this awesome. was uh, another another successful week. And uh, check us out on Facebook at the Everyman Podcast. We're uh, all over anywhere you can get a podcast if you're obviously listening to this. And uh, just tune in and, and uh, enjoy the ride. Peace, guys. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>